When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Southern storm, a bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast on Pantheon Podcast, where you can go to find out uh, whatever music podcast that you like, your style, your genre, once again, hopefully us. And uh, we also well, and the official home, Brian, the official home of what what podcast? Uh, the Metallica podcast, which may play into this episode, right? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So I saw Blackstone Sherry a couple nights ago, and that's not your first time, right? You've seen them a no, few times. Well, I've seen them technically twice, but the first time I saw them was in 2015 at this there's a uh, like a 80s it started out as an 80s revival festival called Moondance Jam Walker Minnesota and but then when it involved when it evolved into is like one day is like classic rock one day is like you know newer modern and then the third day is like a combo of the both and on the particular day when they played it, it rained like some bitch and they only got through like two or three songs and and had to had to put the kielbashes on it because it was just like freaking a monsoon so so re- this is really my second time seeing them two and a half if you want to say it like that <laughs> <laughs> the first time counts even though it's short yeah short, right, right right yeah um but uh yeah this is at the sanctuary in fargo and uh, i've never i'd never been there before i mean it was i think a church at one time and it's a pretty small room actually um but it's like they have like people have like wedding receptions there and whatever else mm-hmm. kind of events, you know. Um, so yeah, there was uh three bands all together. The first band uh was called Jigsaw Youth, which I kind of like, they were kind of like the Dead Deads, really. Yeah, yeah, you should check them out like um, a little punk, a little metal. Well, yeah, it was like kind of a little bit of yeah, punk and yeah, metal and a little bit of like kind of. Stoner rock, goth, you know. What, little what bit. shirt am I wearing, Brian? What shirt am I wearing right now? Can you see it? What are you wearing? Oh, the Dead Deads. Yes, nice. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, and I've listened to some of their stuff since then, and and, and I dig it. Um. They uh, and, and there's very uh, you can hear a Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins influence in there as well. The thing is, like, like the the that band and the second band, Giovanni and the Hired Guns obviously they don't get like a full sound check. So it's at that right. point, the sound is kind of like kind of mushy and, and then Blackstone Cherry, of course, gets the whole sound check. Um, Giovanni and the hired guns. How do I explain them? They were like, maybe a little bit of corn 
like new metal seven string guitar you know but almost like a, a salsa mariachi kind of thing in there too it's really it's you know it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea but it was i will say it was unique and the bass player also played like i don't know if it's a tuba or a, a, a <laughs> what's the, the, the sassoon is that a horn uh, a sousaphone sousaphone there you go yeah and that was kind of cool you know it's like okay yeah. You know, so it was, it was different. You'd, have to, you'd, you'd have to listen to, to kind of to, to understand, but you know, what they're just different. And of course, Blackstone Cherry is fantastic. Um, great sound. Um, you know, Ben and Steve should put out their onstage workout and make a lot of money <laughs> off it. Cause it's like, I get, tired just, ripped. get tired just watching those guys run and run around. And although if I uh, talk to Steve, I got to give him a little bit of shit because he did the, uh, White snake, white snake, still in a night. Rudy Sarzo licked the bass move. Oh on the neck. no! Come on, man. That's like that's <laughs> that's a that's forty but years ago. I think he was kind of hamming it up because there were two girls yeah. in the front row, and he was like winking at him and shit. I'm like, me, Ryan from Y'all Things Blues <laughs> and Southern Rock podcast here. Like, okay, I get it. Chicks in the front row. Yeah, no, no offense. You know, I think I would also, I would also yeah. focus on that. So, how was the show? It was fantastic. Like I said, I like really like the first band. The second band is kind of if I was a festival, I'd probably go watch, but I not not my cup of tea was a probably wouldn't go out yeah. of my way for. But yeah, I really, really like uh Jigsaw Youth. And of course Blackstone Cherry is incredible and uh I'll always go see them. It's on my list, Brian, to see live at some point. I have yeah. not they've come close to the area. I've not had a chance been able to see them. Yeah, they're uh and you know, of course John Fred the drummer is just like He's like the human version of Animal. <laughs> he is the most aggressive drummer I've ever seen. I mean, it's just like, I think I've said before, it's like, whoever his, whoever, you know, he, whatever company he works with with his drumsticks, it's like, they must be happy because he must break a lot. I mean, he's just like, when he hits the cymbals, it's like, and, and he hits them like with traditional grip. So it seems like you wouldn't get a lot of force there, but... I think I, I thought I saw him checking his symbol to see if he cracked it. Well, dude, <laughs> you beat the hell out of it. Oh, well, the symbols do crack, you know? Yeah. But uh, John Fred, of course, is a second generation musician. You know, uh, you know, he is Richard's son and Richard we love and always a joy to talk to. So second generation musicians is something we can talk about it. And that that ties into our guest. It does tie into our guest, Brian, and somebody that we've really wanted to talk to for a while from a very famous rock family, you know, one of our favorite bands, the Allman Brothers Band, right? So who did we get to talk to that's family of the Allman Brothers Band? We got to talk to Devin Allman, who is Greg's son. And we mentioned earlier, there's a Metallica tie-in here, and he's wearing a Metallica t-shirt. And, and we and we start out with talking Metallica. Yeah. And it was like, I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't be, be surprised by that. You know, it's like, we all have kind of wide taste because Southern rock guys can't listen to metal. Of course they but can. But we're metal guys that are now doing Southern yeah. rock podcasts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, you know, you guys will hear all this stuff and there's going to be a tie-in to our next guest after Devin. Um, so anyway, you guys kick back and relax and listen to our conversation with Devin Allman. Guest segment of the podcast. Jason is going to introduce our guest that we told you about. Take it away, Jason. Yeah, super excited to have this first time guest on the podcast today. He's a member of Rock Royalty, a great artist himself. We got Mr. Devin Allman on. How are you doing, Devin? Man, I'm doing lovely. It's a beautiful morning here in, in Missouri. It's like sunny and 72. Oh, and wow, nice. life, life is really beautiful right now. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. I wish I was warm as you, but we're good. Well, Brian, where what's going on with you? Oh, look at the look at the pug. Just say hi, Frank. Hey, Frank. 
We are a very uh, pet-friendly podcast. There's usually a dog barks in our background. Sometimes I have a cat run across the screen, oh, so yeah. all pets are welcome. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he's just you know my shadow. He's a good kid. Velcro dog. Did you say Velcro Definitely. dog? I said Velcro just, dog. Yeah, stuck to yeah. <laughs> that's that's a really that's a really good descriptive word. Hey Frank, we're gonna chill out right now. Okay, buddy. We're gonna chill out. Well, we we're can interview Frank out. too if he's got a, you know, if he's got anything he wants to promote. Yeah, he's uh he's already pretty popular. Hi, kiddo. You hush. Before we get so, into um, our, our oh go ahead, Devin. No, just saying uh enjoying some time home um in between tours. I just got back from a a record-setting tour. We set a record for consecutive shows in America. We played all 50 states in less than 50 days to break the previous record. We now hold the record. Um, and then in three weeks starts up the uh, the seventh year of the uh, the Almond Betts Family Revival concert, which is like a big review with a, a massive cast of characters, kind of a la The Last Waltz. So I'm just enjoying some time with my wife and, and, and my pug and some vinyl records and cooking and you know vibing out man you're giving us a lot of topics to hit and the metallica so metallica this was last night that was last night so how was the show how was it it was great it was really great man you know because i think a a lot of people I, i i think that they don't really get it you know sometimes at at that level you know when you're when you're metallica or you're the stones or whatever and you're worth like whatever, a hundred million, fifty million dollars. You're not worried about coming home from tour with fifty-five million dollars. Like <laughs> they already have, they already have the dough. They do this because they really, really fucking love to still do this. You know, right? It's like, like the the forty-year-old pitcher that just wants to stay in the in the game. You know, like um, so seeing them because I have, you know, conversely, I've seen bands just phone it in, like get their paycheck. Yeah. You can tell they're not really there. They're not. They're not present. They're not fierce. And it's so great to see a band that that loves to do it as much as Metallica. And, and you'll like this. So our podcast, All Things Blues and Southern Rock, is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the official home of the Metallica podcast. Awesome. It's like it was meant to be, Devin. It's like you, you know, you meant to. Be, you're meant to be right here, right now. <laughs> I do We're, believe in this. <laughs> yeah. hey where did you start with metallica so this is interesting again your blues and kind of southern rock royalty but like where did you start in with metallica what got you into them well i mean i you know i had a like if you flipped the top of my cassette box it was it was all kinds of shit it was bb king it was joe satriani it was uh it was metallica it was james brown it was al green it was zeppelin it was uh miles davis you know so my my thing was i really love music period and i love i love all genres um metallica it was it was a buddy that turned me on to him he was like oh man you know check out this band and when i first heard him i was i was actually pissed because i think i was 13 or 14 and you only had so much money and you could like buy a cassette every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I bought it on his recommendation because he was so hot about it. And I heard battery and my young brain didn't know how to process thrash at the time. I just, I couldn't. And I was, I was by then I was getting records as birthday gifts at like five. Right. So I had a pretty, I was into Steely Dan at seven. Like I had a pretty, nice matured like you know listening so when i heard battery i was really pissed at my friend brad i was like dude i just wasted 12 bucks (laughs) could have gotten the new whatever and he goes no man listen through the whole record and give it a few spins and like see if it he's like there's some really intelligent shit in there um and i think when i heard the solo section of master of puppets with the twin guitar minis. I was like, that's, that's, there's some gold in there. And I really fell in love with their artistry um, and really fell in love with thrash. I ended up really being into and seeing the artistry of Slayer and 
<clears throat> and you know testament and anthrax and 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 even even more hardcore you know later like nile and and crazy shit but it's yeah. not you know it's, it's it's one flavor of the you know i probably have more jazz records than i have metal so master puppets blew me away the first time i heard it now it was just like this is incredible it's epic record yeah i it was so like it was so brutal and fast i think that's where i tripped out was that first song was battery but like when it got into the dirgy like boom 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 like that shit was next level like sabbath on steroids the thing that should not be mm -hmm. Like game over. That's some timeless music. It's incredible. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Do you have a favorite Metallica record? Oh my God. So I, my childhood friends, this whole circle, I grew up in Corpus Christi, Texas and, and, and Corpus Christi is a very big thrash and heavy metal, like hotbed. And um, I flew my, my childhood friends up to see the show last night. I just took them to the airport this morning. Uh, we were talking about this last night over supper. Like we went out for some, some great Italian food before the concert and I was saying, kill them all. Kill them all is my favorite. Wow, it's, it's punk rock. It's 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 economical songs. The riffs are there. The attitude is sick. They were just street kids. So, uh, being from Texas, what how about what did Pantera mean to you? You know, it's funny we talked about that too because I missed the boat on it. You know, I was kind of I was kind of beyond that. I don't know. I don't. <clears throat> I'm really like Metallica, Maiden, Sabbath, Priest. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, like they, they kind of came a little bit later. And I was really at that point into a hardcore um, Hendrix, Doors, Zeppelin, Stones. Like I was going back to classic rock at that point and not really into anything that was really brutal. <clears throat> so... I missed the boat on Pantera and I know that they're incredible. Um, I just never really bought their records. I was going to ask this question later, but it, I think it, it leads up to this right now. But first I'm going to say, Brian and I usually try to wear a, a, a artist t-shirt that kind of goes along with who we're meeting, whether it's him or whatever. He's got the Blackberry smoke. I have the Bagman, like Gorman from the Crows. I should have wore my Megadeth shirt. I should have worn it. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> I had no I idea we'd be talking that. thrash. I love the Blackberry smoke shirt because uh, Charlie and I have been mates for 20, 20 years. We used to like open for each other back when we first started, I mean, to 25 people in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. we Well, we just talked to him a third time last week. He's a great dude. And that's one of our favorite bands. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. So, so my in, question, my question for you, I'll go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, in the early days, we got a story from the early days that was like Honey Tribe, you know, doing some shows. Would have been Honey Tribe. 
Would have been Honey Tribe. I, I, if I remember it correctly, we had the same agent, and I was kind of having a hard time drawing in the South when I first started up, and they were not drawing so hot in the North. So our agent kind of would would have us support each other where the other person was doing better. And they were small rooms. They were like 200-seat rooms. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when we'd get a 100 in there, we were, like, thrilled. We were like, hey, this is this is a kick-ass night, you know? <laughs> so uh, uh, we just had a kinship back then, you know, shared many beers. And, um, you know, just kind of uh, through all these years, you know, it's, it's wild to still be here. And we did a tour with BlackBerry a couple years ago, a whole summer tour. Mm -hmm. but, um, Spirit of the South. 21 uh yeah and that was just awesome to see charlie every day and and get to hang out it was great yeah and kind of my question was going to go specifically on that tour i saw you guys play huber high slash state in ohio uh dusty had just died from zz top and you guys played a song in tribute of him and you particularly i think brought a kramer out on stage and was cranking it like i want to know about this kramer guitar Cause that's a metal oh, guitar, that's a thrash guitar, dude. So that song is my favorite. That's so that's my favorite song. Um, and I'll, I'm gonna grab something here. Okay. Um, that's my favorite ZZ Top song. He was crushing uh, it, Brian. Pull for your stocking. What, what will he show us? <laughs> oh, there it is, Kramer. We did. There's not a Kramer. Oh, is that Jackson? Oh, Jackson. This is not only a Jackson. It's a Jack Butler. Oh, this, this is if you saw um, the great movie Crossroads back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Steve I and Ralph Macchio have a guitar duel at the end. This is the year and exact model that Vi played as Jack Butler in the guitar duel. It's now it's not the guitar from the movie, right, but it's, right, the, right. it's the same. Same. So thing. that's so, what you were. So that's what you were playing. The Jack. This out and and Paul. <laughs> Paul and Charlie from Blackberry Smoke were like, what the fuck is wrong with so It's like it's like a Jack Butler. And I'm like, it is a it is a Jack Butler. Hey, easy. So uh, you know, I kind of brought it for shits and giggles. I always wanted to have a Jack Butler. It's like an 87 Jackson soloist, uh American-made handmade. Yeah. Locking um, nut, yeah. I see, like everything, all the goodies. Yeah, yeah. Floyd Rose, Seymour Duncan's yeah. like the whole the whole shit. And I just grabbed one off eBay. It was um, it was decently priced, and, and and they're a fun guitar. So I brought it on the tour just for shits and giggles. I'd bring it out of soundcheck and you know do some Eddie Van Halen tapping and just bullshit. <laughs> but I brought it out for for the ZZ Top song, uh, "Fool for Your Stockings," and both Charlie and Paul just whipped their heads around like that thing sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it really did. It just sounded incredible. Well, you're and, getting all this high gain squeals and stuff out of it too. It just it was it was everybody's playing Les Pauls and and Fenders and like you bring that thing out and you you stuck out for sure. Yeah, it's a great piece, really a great piece. It's completely whacked out right now, but it's a great one. I uh I this is great. I had no idea when Brian and I Brian, I know you were into metal and like I mean maybe yeah. maybe we need a side project for you like some <laughs> kind of thrash or metal thing. <laughs> Maybe, maybe there's already one done. Maybe it's already wow. can. <laughs> you know, that's a good time to promote, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that a good bit of my fan base knows that I, that I have five finished records in the vault done. Wow. And like I mean, mix master done, uh, three are studio records, all different flavors, and then two are live records um so yeah i got a bunch of stuff and next year is going to be a really fun year because we're gonna we're gonna empty that vault it's time Ooh, want to hear it yeah there's some fun stuff in there what can you tell us about the uh almond family revival tour can you give us a hints on any guests or sure absolutely it's um <clears throat> it's our seventh year uh it's a 20 date tour it's it's i we always say coast to coast, but this year we're not able to hit the West coast. It just wasn't logistically in the cards, but uh, we have some, some amazing talent returning Jimmy Hall, you know, legendary Jimmy Hall uh, sang in Jeff Beck's band singer, wet Willie. He was in my father's band for years. 
Um, keep on smiling. Uh, this is a big hit, Jimmy Hall. Yep. Uh, blues legend. I, th- I think the next one for the throne, uh, Mr. Larry McRae. Um, we've got uh, some newcomers like Sierra Hull from the bluegrass world. We've got Jackie Green, uh, Cody and Luther from North Mississippi right All-Star. Uh, we've got the amazing uh, Tall Wickenfeld on bass for the whole tour. Okay. Uh, and she can play the she can play the hell out of the the almonds catalog, and then you know we've been on hiatus for a couple of years, so it's mm-hmm. really nice to have uh, Almond Betts Band be the be the house band for this extravaganza, and um, we're gonna have some fun with it, and we're gonna chuck some some surprises out there, um, you know, near the end of the night. Um, we've got some, you know, we call them stragglers, you know, because maybe they're not doing the whole tour, but they're doing a few dates and. Um, in that kind of position, we've got Greg Koch, we've got Frank Hannon of Tesla. Oh, nice. Uh, We're going to talk to him uh, soon. uh, We're talking to him tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll mention that. Yeah. Yeah. He's really geeked and we're really geeked to have him. Um, he's married to Dwayne Betts' sister. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's in that family already. He's in the family. He's in the family. Family. Uh, G Love. We got Chuck Lavelle from the Stones in Macon, Georgia. You know, we've got so we got some really, really great peeps. Um, it's all at almondbetsfamilyrevival.com. That's a very long website, but <laughs> almondbetsfamilyrevival.com. All the tickets are there, all the cities are there, all the guests are there. And um it's just a it's an honor to put these shows on in, in dad's memory. And and this year we're we're rebranding to be the Almond Bets Family Revival to pay homage to the great Dickie Betts. So we Betts. love the That's North Mississippi bad. All-Stars as well. And <laughs> so what can you say about Cody and Luther? Those guys are those guys are awesome. Oh man, oh man. Um God dang. I first met those guys. Cody started dating this girl that I had been dating and I think he thought I wanted to like beat his ass. <laughs> and so yeah, I know. I know. Those are those are the roots of it, you know, and and we like ran into each other in New York and he was like totally avoiding me. And then I kind of I kind of came around the corner and I grabbed him. I'm like, bro, I don't give a shit. We're cool. You know, like like our dads were cool. We're cool. And he was like, oh, man, thank God. And like and we've you know, me and the Dickinson boys have been friends for. Yeah, 25 years now. Um, Luther played on my first solo record. Uh, one of the records I'm talking about that's in the vault is a is a really fun hard rock punk kind of band yes. with Cody with Cody Dickinson, um, and it's a really fun band called the Slays S L A Y S, and um, that record's been done for five years. We've we've had a Slays <laughs> record, and and uh, eventually eventually we want to put it out. Hey Frank. Why don't you go chase that bunny? <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact, I love the animal pet friendly podcast, Brian. <laughs> Those are the best because, you know, our dogs always like to get in an order two. Did you I say mean, go, did you say go, go chase the bunny? <laughs> did you say go chase yeah. the bunny? We were just out yeah, for a walk and she was surprised she didn't just wake up right now when I said that word, but. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, Luther's an elusive guy. We'd love to have him on. It's hard hard to track down, but uh, we loved him in the Crows too. That was seemed like a, a gig that made perfect sense for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything in that genre, like you know, Luther could go play with Blind Boys Alabama, or he could be in the Stones. Like he's one of those, <laughs> those kind of cats. He could do anything. Well, I guess I'm wearing my bag bagman shirt. I guess is okay considered Luther was is in there with Steve and Nick Corvick. So, all right, I'll save the Megadeth. I'll save the Megadeth shirt when you come back on to talk about this hard rock like punk yeah. album. There you go. There you go. I love it. Are you go ahead, Brian? Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, just mentioning the Crows. Like any back history with them with you at all, camaraderie or? Oh man. Yeah, I mean I saw uh I saw the uh <laughs> I saw I saw them play at Memphis in May on their first record. I was a kid. I was just a kid. I mean, I must have been 17 years old. And one of my favorite stories was uh like right when they come out, man, right when they come out, 
they were like backstage at a festival and Warren Haynes saw him and uh, went over to my dad and said, Hey, Greg, Hey, this is those, those brothers, man. This is a uh, Chris and Rich Robinson from the black crows. And my dad goes, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and Chris has told that story too. And Chris was like, Chris was like, that was the best fucking answer that Greg Allman could have ever given. He's like, we we loved him even more. He's like, who gives a fuck? Uh, but uh, no, man, I've done some festivals that Chris has been on. I don't know Rich too well, but I know Chris pretty well. Um, and he's always been a sweetheart, super cool, funny, you know, always has a good story to tell, always real lighthearted. Um I don't think we ever did touring, but we did a lot of festivals, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of festivals, I want to go back to something that you mentioned at the top of this interview is you just finished that See It All tour, which was 50 shows, 50 states in less than 50 days. I, logistically, how do you how do you do that? Because, again, you're sometimes playing more two times or more in one day. Well, um, yeah. So we were hoping that we would do double gigs like once yeah. a week to to basically unlock a day off once a week. But the agents weren't able to do it. So it was literally 49 days straight without Jeez. a day. Wow. Not one day. And um, so the only one, you know, to make it 49 instead of 50 was uh, we doubled up the first night. We did like a matinee show in Annapolis, Maryland. And then we drove up to uh, like right outside of Philly and we played a big festival and we were the headliner. So we weren't on till nine. So we had like plenty of time to drive up and, and dive in, you know, and then it was literally a new state every day for the rest of the time, you know, and uh, we would, obviously we had to fly to, to Anchorage. We had to fly mm -hmm. to Honolulu. Um, and that was, that was insane uh, because it was literally like play Tacoma, Washington, get off the stage Bus drives us to the airport, fly to Anchorage, land, sound check, dinner, show, drive back to the airport, fly overnight to, you know what I mean? So we're like in Anchorage, Alaska for nine hours, and it was the same with Honolulu. We landed, we ate dinner, we sound checked, we played the show, and then we were driven to the airport to fly overnight to L.A. for the final show. Like It was, it was madness, but... Um, my hat's off to the booking agents that really, you know, they thought it was a fun idea and they actually had fun with it instead of treating it like it was, you know, some big drag. They were, they were really, they were into it. That's got to be tough too. That's so many different time zones in a short amount of time. We've given, given Alaska and Hawaii. I mean, what does that do to your body? What does that do to your playing? The playing, it's killer. Because it's like the same show, the same time, you know, like you you get into this rhythm that's so it's like beast mode, you know, your body. That's another story. I mean, it took me 30 days to to like recoup. And I mean, we're talking a 75 hard program, two days, you know, two two a days in the gym, um, lots of water, hydration, completely clean diet and sleep hygiene of eight hours of sleep every night, you know, no alcohol, no bullshit. Like it took me a month to like recover. Damn. It's like training for like the Olympics or something. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, it's, it's hard to really maintain that level of, of, you know, really taking care out there because your sleep is, your sleep's gone. Man. Yeah. It's, yeah. we'll get two hours and then the bus will jerk you awake. You won't get good food in wherever, you know, middle of nowhere in some state, you know, um, it's, it's extremely difficult. So it's, it's really, yeah, you prep leading up and you kind of deal with while you're out there. And then, and then you do a lot of, of, uh, <laughs> a lot of the healing on the back end when you get home. How about the interpersonal part of it? Like you, you're with your bandmates in a small space for that stretch of days. Like I would, I would imagine. I mean, I don't know from obviously, but I would imagine days off bands probably like go and do separate things, whatever. Like, so how did how did that work? How do you? 
Yeah, I mean, there was no days off to hit a reset button or to get away from the the pack. You know, on a day off, you're right. Um, we have guys that will literally leave camp for the entire day and go fishing, mm-hmm. or they'll go out. Uh, you know, I do art museums a lot, and I and I I'll try and get twenty thousand steps walking in. Um, what Frank? <laughs> That's got to be tough, though, man. Brian, it's probably more almost a, a mental challenge mm-hmm. than a physical challenge, Devin. Wouldn't it be like it's like mentally that's probably harder than physically. I mean, it's both, man, you know, and like I just got married in May and like so we're newlyweds and we have this like we have this kind of world tour honeymoon. Like we went to five different spots on the earth. It was like almost a month long. It was magical. And then I got to come home and have pretty much most of the summer off with her and then that tour started and it was just like oh shit but you know the funny thing about that that record-breaking tour was nobody got sick nobody got hurt uh the two singers myself and donovan frankenrider we didn't lose our voice um the bus didn't break down you know it, it was it was really miraculous because the the day after the tour day 51 or whatever whatever the bus broke down (laughs) and was stuck for three days because they didn't have the part there and the bass player got covid oh right after the tour i am not kidding you the next day it was like (laughs) you can't you can't you can't write a script like that you know it's crazy you can't make the shit up so um, yeah, it was a mental challenge, man. It was, it was, it was tough, but it was incredible that the morale never really dipped. It, there was a tough day in Alaska was tough. It, everybody was just kind of pissy, but the rest of the time, everybody had so much fun and we were like gung ho to beat this record, you know, and, and George Thorogood had, had held the record before and we got like three quarters through and like George Thorogood was like posting about us, like that he was stoked that we were trying to have a stab at it and we're in Jackson Hole and we look in the crowd and fifth row was Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. And then he posted about it, which was like really kind of him. Um, we had people pulling for us, and it was um it's a tour I'll never forget. And never wanna never wanna uh replicate. <laughs> no, man, you know, I was saying like if this means that a you know some kids are gonna go out next summer and try and do it in 48 days i will be the first one cheering them on man this is not about an ego it was just (laughs) it was something fun it was something fun to do i mean if anything we want people to go out there and try and beat this thing (laughs) and yes i will not be repeating it (laughs) (laughs) i mean you got to take advantage of those new england states wherever those tiny states are so close together and just and just build up right there we could have hit them some bitches like all in one day. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're gonna and do like, late morning like, lunch. Like, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> New Hampshire, that takes two seconds to go through. Rhode Island, pff, easy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you sneeze and and you've left the the state. I get it. Yeah, I I was really hoping that we would um, build some some days off in there, but it it was. It was 49 days straight with a concert every night. And uh, I don't know how we didn't lose our shit. I don't know how we didn't get really grumpy or I don't know how somebody didn't break down. Well, it's got to help too. You already talked about it. You had two singers with you and Donovan. I'm sure that, I mean, if you had to do that much singing that many days in a row, that's probably real hard. Something tells me I could have done it. I don't know how. Uh, but you know the voice does get if you sing correctly the voice does get stronger really that's does. my problem i guess not only my tone <laughs> deaf i don't say a strong voice that's why that's why i play guitar so i don't I never have to sing there you go so i always like to ask our guests we always like to ask our guests like uh who is a newer artist whether that's brand new or five years say five years or under you know band blues artist solo artist who's someone that, that you're really fond of or someone that, that we might not know about or we might know about you should check out a chick called kate Lebon. uh kate kate with a c c-a-t-e 
Lebon, L E new word B O N, Kate Lebon. She's freaking awesome, man. Her song structures and and her shit is really fucking cool. Um, I think Galia Volt is awesome. She's uh she's from Belgium. She's a a one woman blues tornado. She was just on 60 Minutes the other night alongside Kingfish. She had a really yep. cool spread on there. Oh, I saw um, that. Yeah. 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 And Galia is, um, you know, we've been on the same label before and done some touring before and appeared at festivals. And she's a friend. Uh, she's she's a monster. Um, what else? What else has been? What else have I been? I You know, I got, I you know, I know, obviously, it's nothing even close to new, but I'm so enamored with the new stones album i really love it i really love it i think it's really great um it's my favorite since steel wheels and that's 88 or 89 for steel wheels and i absolutely love steel wheels yeah there you go has more of that stone sound so charlie star gave us his record review you want to do you got it i mean want to give us your review a little bit i know you gave us a little bit of the, of the stones yeah of the, yep. the record, the new of, record of their new record yeah i mean i think that um when i heard the first single i was kind of like okay you know it's it's the stones right and but it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't just grab me and and the next song on the record um want to get close to you or, or or what it's so great it's just like it could have been on goat's head soup or like so i am a definitive hardcore stones enthusiast like i've seen them so many times and like those middle records you know the big four everybody talks mm-hmm. about Beggar's banquet let it Next bleed and sticky you know and i always include goat's head with that because it's incredible um and i think side two of tattoo you is some of their coolest shit and i didn't discover that till later in life but I just thought it sounded like a band that's still in love with being in a band after all these years. There's still a love affair for music, just like I was talking about with, with Metallica um, and their show. Um, they sound great. And I, I think their their producer, this guy's um, he's a badass. I think he's really uh, becoming um, or has become, um, in my opinion, this generation's Rick Rubin. He's pulling the essence of the artist. And that's what Rick Rubin's really great at. Rick, Rick doesn't make a record that's like his kind of vibe and, and his uh textures and his stuff. He just pulls the essence of that artist out and trims the fat and gets to the real shit. And Andrew Watt is a lot like that uh, in his own way, not not any any kind of framework he's stealing or he has his own vibe but i think that there's the parallel there is that he gets to the essence of the artist and and it sounds like some stones man i turn it up and i got the vinyl i was cooking the other night and i put it on i'm just like oh takes me back you know i think it's her best since tattoo you yeah yeah i mean i'm I, I have a I have an affinity for steel wheels for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh rock hard plays almost hear you sigh. Like yeah, so that so so jumping over that to say best since tattoo you, I mean, I might think that in a year, honestly. Mm-hmm. But right now, Steel Wheels is such gotta and that's the first time I ever saw him. And I was first row right in front of Keith. And it's just <laughs> always gonna it's always gonna move me. So what well, else y- y'all got going on? Well, I want to, hey, before you answer that, I do want to know about the Blues from the Top Music Festival. Blues from the Top? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. What, what about it? Uh, it's a hell of a list, man. Is, is, is that for 20, is that coming in the 24 in June? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm looking. I'm looking up at Devin Devin Oman Project.com. Blues from the top. Yeah, we already played that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 
I was confused. I was like, what are we back on? Well, I was confused. Well, it's a, it's a great lineup. And like a lot of people that we've talked to, like uh, Robert John, Robert John, the rack, you know, drive by Chucker, Trucker, Samantha Fish, Jesse Dayton, like yeah. Grace Potter. Oh, man, that's just a huge lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the lineup for this, you know, this last summer. And it was awesome, man. We had a we had a really great time. Um, I think we had I want to say we had Jimmy Hall with us and uh, and Larry McRae. And and Anders Osborne maybe, right. it was awesome though. We yep. we really had a great time. Um, that's one of the better ones in the country, right there. That's that's a great time always. I think I played it a few times. And I'm yeah. sorry for the confusion. I well, thought you I'm were sorry like for talking, the confusion. <laughs> I thought they, I thought you were talking about like they just announced for next year, and I was like, oh, am I, am I going back? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just on your website because I'm looking at the dates for the Home and Beds Revival Tour. <laughs> It's a little confusing because, you know, we've got the Revival Tour. We've got Almond Betts Band reuniting for some shows. You know, I had the Devin and Donovan. I've got the solo project. It's like, there's like a lot of moving parts. You know, there's a lot of shit going on. And five records in the vault that we need to hear. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to share them and, and, and roll them out. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's really going to be a lot of fun. Did you did you say, are any of those like a new Almond Betts project album? It is not. Okay. Is anything in the works? Um, no, there's nothing in the works um, because we really, you know, we we put our debut out in 2019, but 2018 we toured together hard. Uh, I think in 2018, Dwayne Betts and I saw 20 countries and did a couple hundred or better, two and a quarter shows. It was it was a lot. Cause we were out there really trying to kind of galvanize this, this friendship and this, this thing. And that's all my best band was a result of that, you know, that long history of friendship and, and uh, musicianship. And so we put the debut out in 2019 and we, we flipped the sophomore one out pretty quick after mm -hmm. that. And we toured for literally four years hard. And we're just like, man, and we knew when we started that band that we would take a hiatus. We knew we would take time to work on solo stuff. And right. I've got my own record label. I've I've signed a couple artists to my record label. Um, so it was really a great time to to take some time. But um now it's been a while and and we uh we all jammed together, I guess it was about a year ago, maybe, and it felt so good that we were like, ah, let's let's play some reunion shows. So uh, we've done some reunion shows, and we're we are the we're the house band for the Almond Betts Family Revival. Um, so I don't know, maybe you know, maybe the first step is us going through our own vault and releasing a couple live singles of some cool, you know, songs. But as far as Almond Betts going in the studio, I think we're a ways from that. You know, we we really want it to be special, like. It's still so near the time that we called the hiatus that it doesn't seem super special. Like maybe in a couple of years we do a third Almond Bets record and then people be like, Jed, you know, we didn't know if this would ever happen, you know? And not that that's the reason for doing anything, but I just I think we wanna be able to stretch out like, you know, Dwayne's got a great record out. I've got five that I need to get out. Um, I did put out a record with Donovan a few months ago to support the tour, which we really liked. Um, so, yeah, I think we need to kind of, you know, ring out the rag and then kind of come back together and have it have it feel like it's been a while. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That, that's fair. So you play with a lot of artists. Um, is there anybody particularly that you gel with? Like, hey, anytime you're playing a show, they're playing a show. You like to get up and jam. And it just feels natural. I felt super natural jamming with Donovan Frankenreiter for sure. Um, anytime I have Luther on my stage, we have a great synergy. J.D. Simo. Uh, Eric oh, Simo's Gale. a great dude, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, whenever Eric Gales is with me, um, 
he really, you know, he's so incredible that he really like this guy's got like a library of 2000 licks. I have four licks that I recycle, <laughs> but like he really, really, really makes me believe in them because if I'm going to stand next to him and play those four licks, I better be able to rip your head off with those. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he, because he's going to just slice and dice you, you know, um, Samantha fish, lovely friend of mine for, you know, over a decade. And whenever we do, uh, you know, any kind of duet or any kind of jam, it's always pretty effortless. Um, lots, lots of, lots of fun. We did a huge jam, uh, at Telluride and it was Lucas Nelson had us up and Jewel, the singer Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 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 um, fuck, who else was it? It was me and Dwayne and Lucas and Jewel and, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff was up mm-hmm. there. We were all doing, um, some Bob Dylan and that was like that was probably the coolest jam of the last few years that I've I've been a part of it was really cool and Joel can sing I love jamming man I I think the sit-in and the fusion you know is there's there's some lost art forms there I think you know it just needs to be done more often yeah Brian this is two weeks in a row we talked to somebody who's performed and worked with Joel I think yep. I, we're working up to getting Joel <laughs> on here there you go <laughs> She's sweetheart. She's like super, super cool, you know. Um, just mega talented, uh, great mama, and super like laid back, like no, no bullshit airs about her. She's a sweetheart. You would have to talk to her, Brian, because I'd probably when I would be frozen. We've <laughs> <laughs> had JD Simo on twice, so he's 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 a great dude to talk to. <laughs> he's way out there. He is. <clears throat> I'm a, he's like one of my favorites to sit down and, and grab lunch with and just shoot the shit. I truly love that man. Like a brother we've, we've toured Europe together and, and we've done revivals together and uh, we're thick as thieves. I, he's one of the best in the biz, you know, um, real chameleon kind of cat too. He can kind of play it all. Um, but what a sweetheart, good, good human being and and proud to call him my brother. He just sat in with, I th- I think Chris Isaac at the Ryman Brothers is I think Chris Isaac's uh, guitar player got sick or something. Yeah, I yeah, Simo I, I believe filled in for the guitar player for the whole show. Like he posted wood, on it, yeah. I wood shedded the whole set and just jumped in there and did the job, which is admirable. That's you know, that's that's a short amount of time to get ready for a, a full, you know, enchilada meal. Yeah, I think we need the Almond Simo project or tour. That would be great. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's on some, uh, he's on like a handful of the revivals, so you're going to get a lot of Simo oh. with, with almonds uh, flavor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would be open to that. He's, he's such a character. He's such a good dude, um, and he's really inspiring. Speaking of characters and good dudes, um, we know Andy Aldor pretty well. Like, what, what do you, where do you go with Andy? Man. Um, when the first time I met Andy, I was like, hey, man, thanks for being my guitar teacher all these years. And he was just like, wait, 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 wait. Like, did I teach you guitar? Like, <laughs> what, how, how am I not remembering this? I'm like, dude, the magazines. Like, you, <laughs> you were my guitar teacher because you did all the tablatures and I learned all the tablatures. Oh, he's like, yeah, yeah. So uh, later on, I was like, I called him and I was like, I actually want you to be my guitar teacher. <laughs> So we, uh, during COVID, I was like, man, I hit a, you know, guitar players, you hit a, you hit a, a rut where you just feel like you're not, you know, yeah. improving or whatever. And so I, I called on Andy Alador to give me some Zoom lessons um, over COVID when I was just searching for shit to do. And, and it was really fun to, uh, to connect with him and, and kind of get his take on, on guitar. He's, he's so phenomenal and such a sweetheart. Yeah. He's one of those guys that you just, it's two hours later and like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. 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 For sure. He's a good cat. Full, full of stories. And then um, <clears throat> we also had, um, let me grab the book, but we're getting the omen stuff here. So we don't want to inundate you too much with that. Um, All right. Where'd my book go? The brothers and sisters record. So we just had uh, Alan Paul on not too long ago to talk a little bit about that right. too. Do you, do you know Alan? I know Alan very well. Yeah, I can't wait to read the book. He he sent it out to me when it came out, and I have yet to to dive into it because I've 
I've got a few others queued up, but um, yeah, man, sweetheart. And you know, does his homework. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So getting back to your tour real fast, cause I know we got to, got to get you out of here, but it starts, looks like 1125 in St. Louis at the factory. It goes all the way through right around a week before Christmas, about 1217 and in Austin, Texas, anything, anything else we should know about that? I know you kind of already gave the website where people can go tickets, but kind of, again, kind of summarize the tour. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, we started this seven years ago when dad passed away as a tribute to Greg Allman, to his life, to his music. And I built it on the blueprint of The Last Waltz. So if you've never seen the band, The Last Waltz. Quit man, listen you, to our podcast and, and go yeah, listen do, to it and then come back. Do yourself a favor and go put that the movie on. The Scorsese movie, The Last Waltz. It's just incredible. Um, but that was really the idea. You know, have a have a great house band, whether it's my solo band or Almond Betts band. You know, come out and play a couple numbers. And then, ladies and gentlemen, Samantha Fish. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Luther Dickinson and uh, those players get to do a take their take on an almond song, you know, and it's uh, it's a real celebration of the catalog. And this year um, we're we're really focusing in on songs my dad wrote and songs Dickie wrote. And um, we're employing uh, the Brotherhood of Light that did all the trippy liquid light shows for the Allman brothers uh, during the Renaissance years of the nineties, all the trippy liquids that were behind them. Same guy um, providing those for us. We're really geeked. We have some really great guests. Um, we've been doing it for, for a while now. Uh, Sarasota just sold out. I think Buffalo's on its way. The beacon in New York city is about to sell out. Get your tickets. Allman bets, family You're going to hear your favorites and you're going to, you're going to hear some incredible artists doing them. Yeah, and th thanks for that. And real fast, before one more thing before you go. Um, I love the waltz. I love the band. <clears throat> Do you have a favorite performance from that set? Mm. The night they drove old Dixie down. Of course. Oh, that's such a good song. The that's live version. Song. Yeah. The live version just slaps the studio version right out of the way. Uh, Levon is just, what a monster, man, holding that. <laughs> holding that groove and singing, singing the way he sang um incredible that's definitively my favorite track on there but i i like stage fright i like all that shit you know yeah everybody on there well that is a thanksgiving classic it's something that again any good music fan should always listen to or at least watch during the holidays and it's a perfect time because you are starting this tour and running through and it kind of coincides with the timing of that makes sense it does yep it's always kind of been right around there and um you know, it's it falls in line with dad's birthday. And I think he'd be tickled knowing all these musicians come together at the end of the year to to tip their hat to him. Absolutely. Timeless music, man, both, both from the solo stuff and from all his other projects. Yes. Well, Devin, thanks so much for being on here. Where do we send people me. to find out more about your your what's going on with you, your music, anything else? Thanks, guys. Have a great day today. Yep. Uh, Devin Allman Project, any social medias that we, we want to promote? Yeah. You can find me uh, all over Instagram, Facebook, all the X, you know, all the, the usual usual places. Devin Allman, Allman Betts Band, Allman Betts Family Revival. Check us out, and uh, I'll see you. Let's do this again. Thanks to Devin Allman for joining us. And uh, something I was going to, like, be cool and follow up with but i kind of forgot but well he was super <laughs> cool man he was great energetic to talk to i love he brought out i was wrong i called it a kramer it was a jackson the show yeah. that jackson he played on stage and the dusty tribute that was great man he was very he was excited to talk to us too oh and yeah we got to meet frank the pug we'll kind of meet him we got to meet frank well he held him up we got to see frank you know, we are, very, dogs. <laughs> we are a very pet friendly podcast and we appreciate any time, you know, our animal friends can join in <laughs> like now. Um, yeah, uh, it was great to hear uh, about this Almond Beth's family revival that's coming up and and uh, some of the people that are playing on that, you know. One being our next guest. Well Right. Well, first, Dwayne Betts is on there, right? <laughs> Dwayne Betts, another family member of 
Yellman Brothers band, of course, Dickie's son. He has a sister. Dwayne has a sister. Mm -hmm. um, and it's she is married to are the next guests that we're going to hear. And it's who and he's rock royalty brian who is that yeah and you know like this is pretty much a part one and two is just worked out that way you know like it's the I, I like that family happens. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, frank Cannon, family frank cannon from tesla uh you will hear that episode as well this week uh saturday um yeah that's very cool and um what else you know uh devin's a good friend of charlie's and got to talk about you know blackberry smoke in the early days those guys touring together then you'll hear more about that with frank the black crows <laughs> yeah yeah we're already previewing the next episode because it pretty much goes right after this one well Devin talked about his dad when the black crows were introduced to him and, and remember and we yeah. heard that story from somebody before and he corroborated the exact same story of like you know well who the fuck are these guys yeah like, chris robinson told that story on howard stern when him and rich got back together yes so great story um, and it, it's verified it is verified. So um, anyway, uh, you know, and then you get to hear more, you know, early days of Blackberry smoke. It's all like it's way less than seven degrees of separation. You know, all these guys know each other. They all have toured together in some way or another. Like one big family, like a revival. It of pretty one much big is, family. you know, I think it pretty <laughs> much is, you know. So uh, anyway, um before we segue, but well, we're not really segueing because whatever this is episode is this one and the next one is the next one. So always remember Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time. One, two, three,
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 